Luke chapter 4, verse 16 through 21. And when he came to Nazareth, where he'd been brought up, and as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll, and he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back down to the gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And all eyes of those who were in the synagogue were fixed upon him. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, you know, we actually talked about this, Jennifer, a few weeks ago with Barrett. Okay. We read the Isaiah 61 passage where this is, of course, now being read by Jesus in Nazareth in the synagogue. Um, here's what strikes me about this, okay? Okay. In Isaiah 61, like what we read here in verse 19, it says, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, comma, and the day of vengeance of our God. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. But Jesus doesn't read the second part of that passage. Okay. He stops here, the year of the Lord's favor. Now we are in the year of the Lord's favor, right? Right. Christ has come in mercy. He's come with favor toward us. Um, and with mercy toward our sin, he's come as the suffering servant. He's come as the one who offers forgiveness and grace. Um this is the first advent. And then the second advent, he comes with vengeance. He comes to reign and to rule and to bring mm. his right justice um, on the earth. So it's very interesting uh, what Jesus chooses to read uh, in the uh, from the prophet. And then he says, today, this is fulfilled in your hearing, as if Tomorrow, more of it may be fulfilled. So it's very right. interesting. It so, is very interesting. Yeah, what are your thoughts on the passage? Um, well, just, um, well, what you said is making me think of like a, all the times Jesus said like he had come to seek and save the lost. And um, and even now how we talk about there's no condemnation in Christ and just our attitude towards sinners is still one of, you know, like we still are in the season of favor where people right. can hear of the Savior and this good news to the poor. I think that language is really interesting from the Old Testament that this there was good news being preached um, to the people from since the beginning of time that God has come to you, um, even though you are sinners, and will make a way for your salvation. And that this kind of poor, poor in spirit is still, that is the way. Yeah. <laughs> this humility. Who does Jesus identify with? Poor, captive, blind, oppressed, right? Right. I mean, that's that's who Jesus brings good news for. Yes. Um, and we see that throughout his ministry. Yes. You know, it's not the high, it's not the haughty, it's not the proud, it's not the strong, it's, it's the poor, it's the captive, it's the blind, it's the oppressed. That's who Jesus identifies with. That's who he shows mercy to. Now, you may be saying, okay, what if, you know, I'm not really any of those things, you know, outwardly, but, you know, I think inwardly, are, are you broken in your sin? Do you realize you're poor in your sin and, and, and you're poor before a holy God? Are you captive to sin? Are you blind because of your sin? Are you oppressed because of your sin? And, and, and I think this is what 
this is evidence of a repentant heart, the kind of yes. heart that um, is ready to receive a savior in Christ. Right. It sounds like the Beatitudes again, like the yeah, it does. The beginning. Yeah. yeah, where he just keeps um, saying these same messages in very like powerful ways. I mean, the fact that he came to actually that he actually did physically heal people in these ways. Um, but then always pointed them to their um, more, you know, to their spiritual need, your greatest need. Um, again, just these evidences that he is, in fact, um, the son of God and has the power to heal and to raise from the dead. Mm-hmm. And that that all points to this even more amazing um, salvation for our souls. You know, what else is interesting about this uh, passage to me is so remember in Luke 7, John's having his doubts. He sends yeah. his messengers to Jesus to say, are you really the Messiah? This is John the Baptist, who we've just right. been talking about, yeah. right? Having some doubts. We the got, one who like, heralded right. the coming of Christ. The <laughs> voice of the talk, wilderness. Right. It's like what we talked about um, before, where even John the Baptist had seen these amazing things, is starting to look at his circumstances and think, has God forsaken me? Am That's I, right. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. What's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really tender moment. And, and so, what does Jesus say to him? Here's how he answers. Um, it says, go and tell John what you've seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, the poor have good news. Preach to them, and blessed is the one who's offended by me. He doesn't cite this exactly. He's kind of doing a hybrid of Old Testament prophets, but right. he he likens to this. Now, the one thing that's interesting to me, did you notice that what he, leaves he out. doesn't say yeah, to John, right? That's yeah, right. Liberty to the, the captives, captives, right? I know. And so he says, but blessed are those who are not defended, you know, by me. Yeah. In, in a sense, like maybe you are to stay in this prison uh, for the rest of your life, which of course is what happened to John. Right. Um, but don't be offended by me. Like, like have faith, trust that I am at work doing what I will in um, this moment. So it, it's interesting. This Isaiah 61 is, uh, is definitely thematic in mm-hmm. the ministry of Jesus. But if you want to talk about somebody who it didn't always go well for, what about Jesus, right? Um, so right after this, so it, it, he says, the scripture's uh, fulfilled in your hearing, and I've heard this preached wrong or talked about wrong. At first, they were happy. Verse 22, they spoke well of him and marveled at the gracious words that were coming out of his mouth. But then what did Jesus do? He doubled down on him, right? He mm-hmm. said, um, you know, he started talking about these non-Jewish people that the Lord was kind to, um, you know, he says, many were widows in the days of Elijah when the heavens were shut up, um, but only Zarephath in the land of Sidon, uh, you know, Elijah went to Zarephath, a woman in Sidon. He says there were many lepers, but he went to Naaman, the Syrian. Okay, so mm. again, you mentioned this the other day with the wise men. Mm. It's a little bit of a hint toward right. there's more going on here than just Jesus being the Jewish Messiah um, means something for the whole world, right. um, which I think is interesting. And then the people got mad. It says they were filled with wrath, and they rose up to drive him out of the town and brought him to throw him off the hill on which their town was built. And actually, you can still go to what they think was this. There really are cliffs, like, right at the edge of Nazareth. So, really? like, wow. this is kind of, I mean, yeah. again, if you're not there, it's probably there. But then he passed through their midst and went away. And so yeah. Jesus kind of miraculously gets away from them. But. It's- Anyway, very... Um, it's very interesting how he brings up the... Um, 
<laughs> like you see this when he's wrestling with people or when uh, people are wrestling with their doubts uh, throughout his whole ministry where, you know, they definitely are all about the king. They want the king. They don't really understand the suffering servant. They want him to like, they want to put him on the throne right now. And then here he reminds them that they, they, um, you know, were cruel to their own prophets. Like they've mm. never, they've been, they have rejected God's way over and over and over again. As if to say, like, you don't, do you deserve um, the Messiah to right. come to you? No, right. your pride, like you never have deserved it. Um, and yet God has still remained faithful to you. And if you were like, and if you had heard that and you saw how your actions were the same, you think like that would be a very humbling moment for someone to realize, oh, wow, like we've never treated our prophets well. Mm. And here he, now that he's finally sent, you know, the one, but instead it incited them to anger. So it like, again, revealed in their, this pride in their hearts that, they don't really want the kind of savior that God <laughs> is will provide for us. They want, you know, power and a king and they're looking to their own. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a failure to recognize the kingdom of God. Right, is ultimately what it comes right, down to. Right. It's, it's 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 seeing a false kingdom in the kingdom of God. It's a failure to recognize the true kingdom of God. Yeah. And so that's and a good warning for us and yeah. um, a good exhortation. So for Jennifer McClish, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404 465 1737 or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.